last time I preached at the Bay was um, March 2020, and um, the very next Sunday, we had gone into hard lockdown. Um, I'm not too sure how to take that when one preaches and then the world ends. I'm not entirely sure what God was trying to tell me, but I am very hopeful that no major cataclysmic event is going to happen after today, because I think we've all, we've all had a fill of that. However, I've never preached two services, and I've never preached within the time constraints that we have been given. So if I start to speed up and you actually don't understand what I'm saying, you're going to have to ask the Spirit for the interpretation, because I do not have the time to slow down and tell you what's going on, okay? So this is a test for you. Now, we've all been in the situation, wait, let me just get my time. Where, what do I have to, is it 10? About 10. Okay. We might just go just a bit past there, but it's fine. We've all been in a situation where we've had to go to a new destination. And we've had to either plug it into the GPS or have a look at the map book and off we set. And we usually set off quite confidently, especially when we've got the lady speaking to us. And at times she will start screaming at you. Still haven't quite worked out the whole turn in 500 meters, turn in 300 meters because my maths was really bad. But that's fine. But we've all been in that situation that the closer you get to your destination, the more your brain says to you, you need to concentrate. So what's the first thing you do? You turn down the music so you can see better. You tell the kids in the car to be quiet. I mean, I don't say be quiet if I'm a bit harassed, but please be quiet, kids. So you can focus on where you need to go and what's actually happening. And so this is what we're doing today. The title of my, my little like it's a little tip, like a little soundbite of a, of a sermon, but it's fine, is where are we? It's, we need to know where we are in order to know where we're going, okay? And um, I thought, well, the best thing in the Bible when it comes to people knowing where they were going, how they would do it, was the sons of Issachar, and I thought, that's it. I am going to preach about the sons of Issachar. So I went and did a massive research on the sons of Issachar. Amazing tribe. They were the tribe that had the gift of discernment. They knew the signs of the times, and they knew when to move and when not to move. Great. I got to the end of my research feeling very confident, and the Lord said, no. Oh, okay. That's a bit heartbreaking when you've done so much research. And he said, I want you to go back to March 2020 and what you said to the people there. And I went back and read my notes. And it's really interesting when you read something that was actually very prophetic, but you had no clue what was coming. So, March 2020, I spoke out of Ezekiel 37, the Valley of the Dry Bones. And um, I had been sitting in an elders meeting, and we had been speaking about Ezekiel 37, and God was having a bit of a side conversation with me. And he said to me, Kathleen, where do you think the Bay City Church is in terms of the phases of the Valley of the Dry Bones. You know, the bones were there, then they came together, then there was muscle, and then there was sinew and skin. And I said, Lord, I really think we're definitely at the bones have come together. We're, we're basically a bunch of standing skeletons. A bit rickety, but at least we're standing. And he said, no. I said, okay, so muscles, muscles and sinews, that's the fit, no. Muscles, sinews, and skin, no. The ready and waiting army, he said, yeah what you are. Now, in my mind, I thought, fantastic. 
Because if we're the ready and waiting army, we were just waiting for the breath of God. Because the breath of God was going to blow on those bones and they came together and they were off. So we were in the space of waiting for God to breathe on us. I thought that was going to happen in about three to four weeks. Um, no, <laughs> it, it didn't. And then we, the world went into a crazy lockdown. But the interesting part about that is that space between us as a ready waiting army, waiting for God to breathe on us. What does it mean when we're waiting for God to breathe on something? We're waiting for God and the Spirit to move and to start to fulfill all the things that have been promised to us in our individual lives and as corporately. It's na- the space has a name. It's called liminal space. And liminal space has two phases to it. It has the transitional phase and it has the transformative phase. Both these phases are the waiting places from one period in time to the next period in time. And I I actually put this in, I I so boldly and bravely said in March 2020 as this quote, your tolerance for tension determines your potential for growth. Whoa, if only I had known what that would mean. I mean, I have been in spaces with 20 and 2021 where my stretched has been stretched. Then my stretched has stretched and that is even more stretched. And I know we can all identify with that space and we're all going, God, when? I don't know how much longer I can do of this. But it's very important to know the different phases between the transitional phase and a transformative phase. A transitional phase is the process of change. That's when things begin to break off you. So 2020 was the year that changed me in ways that I could never have predicted. And if I had known what was coming, I would have run in the opposite direction. But that's why God does it that way. He changed us as a leadership. It stretched us, sometimes to breaking point last year. And just an FYI, um, there's no how to lead a community through a pandemic for dummies book. I actually had a look. There's, there's no such thing. All right, so we are really being led by the Spirit because there's no book for this. Then we get to the transformative phase. This is the actual change. And this is a very interesting space. And I think this is the space, actually, I don't think I know, that this is the space we have entered into as of last week. It's the place of actual change. And it has two things that happen in it. One, in business, they use the phrase transformative spaces. We're in a transformative space at the moment as we move on to our next project. It's all very, you know, out there. But a transformative space essentially is the point where transformative change actually takes place, where these spaces can act as a starting point for the authorizing or commissioning of the transformative change out of the old and into the new. How do they go about this? This is just from from a business thing that I saw online. It says, they do a transformative space by removing the resistance generated by the solidity of the structures through which it grows. And they call this the breaking through. So I want to explain that to you like this. If you can imagine a, a bush and it is between in a corner of two walls and it's growing it's alive it's doing well 
But if you had to, as it starts to bump against the one wall, it knows it can't go any further. So basically a transformative space would mean that you remove that wall so that the bush can begin to grow in new directions. God is the author of transformation. He is absolutely passionate about it. And I'm going to read you three scriptures just in case you don't believe me. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Ezekiel 36.26, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Romans 12.2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. God has always shown us that we can move from one phase to the next phase. We can move from the old to the new, but it's always by the power of the Spirit. Then, we went th then I want to go into the word breakthrough. And I went to the dictionary, and if you know me, I do love the dictionary. And it's interesting that the first reference for the word breakthrough is a warfare terminology. It's an offensive military assault that penetrates beyond a defensive line. Secondly, it's an act or an instance of moving through or beyond an obstacle. Both these imply it's not easy. There's a bit of a fight. I then went to the charismatic dictionary and just got the word breakthrough. And it says, um, money raining down from heaven in the land of unicorns, rainbows, and cupcakes. I say that lightheartedly. I am a charismatic through and through, but I wasn't raised a charismatic. I was raised with the law. And I never understood the word breakthrough until I came into the charismatic world in my teens. But unfortunately, it was sold to me like a magic pill, that it would just happen. Literally, you go to sleep, you wake up the next day, and everything is as, it, as, as you want it to be. God has broken through. And I couldn't understand. I had such faith for things, but I wasn't experiencing what these people were talking about. Because God is the God of the breakthrough. But it takes some fight. Okay? It doesn't come easily. There's two parts to the breakthrough. You've got break and through. Break is the part that God does. That's his responsibility. If you think about the Israelites crossing the Jordan, they didn't part the Red Sea. Okay? God parted the Red Sea. What did they have to do? They had to walk through. Okay? That was their, their thing. Now, <laughs> breakthrough is messy. This is what I'm learning. I'd like to challenge you. Bay Community Church, we're in our breakthrough. We're here. Is it what we thought it would be? <laughs> no. Trust me, I would prefer money raining down and rain rainbows and unicorns. But it's messy, it's not clean, and it's not pretty. But as we keep moving, stability, order, and supernatural growth in all areas begin to manifest. Breakthrough is a transformative space. It's a joyful place, as it's a place that you will feel the increase of the supernatural. The enemy loves this space too. It's where he loves to sow unbelief. Did God really say? He sows hopelessness, discontent, which does what? It drives us to make our own plans. 
thus stepping out of the will of God. And as a leadership, we refuse to step out of the will of God, no matter what it looks like. So to summarize, we have moved into a transformative space. We've let go of the old. It's a messy space, but it's not a forever space. This is not forever, okay? This is just a couple of weeks, guys. It's different and it's challenging, but there's a beauty in it. We have to keep moving. We are in our breakthrough. We always have a choice. We can remain here and moan like the Israelites did and landed up wandering around for 40 years. I do not have another 40 years to wander around. I am done. I would like to see something happen now, okay? You older folk, you don't want to be wandering around for another 40 years, for goodness sake, all right? But we have a choice. <laughs> Some of us don't have another 40 years, but that's okay. Um, we will keep moving and we will actually see the fulfillment of what he has promised in the land of the living. I'm going to end with this scripture. This is the scripture that this church was founded on, founded on 30 years ago by my in-laws. This was the scripture that was given to them. Zechariah 4, 6. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Lord of hosts. There's a fun fact about the when it mentions the Lord of hosts, that's the God of war. That's the God of war. When they mention the Lord of hosts, that is when he is at war and he is making something happen. That is what he's doing here. But our responsibility in our own personal lives and as a community is we keep moving. We keep moving. Okay. Well, <laughs> 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 I don't know if I need some cotton. Yes. I, I got a wave. I told you I'd forget. Quickly before we go into our groups and do some messaging, there is a wonderful lady. She's one probably running around in the background, Robin. Can we get Robin? Robin turned 70 on Friday. No, she's always in the background. She absolutely hates this kind of thing as well. She hates it. She loves to be in the background. Errol's arguing with her to get her into the building. Robin! Robin! She's coming. Robin, as a, as a community, we want to thank you for what you do in the background of this church, for your love for this community and serving as hard as you do. It doesn't go unnoticed. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We love you. Okay, folks, get into your groups. Your um, facilitators will have the questions. I have two bonus questions if you run out of time, but enjoy.